VAR in football. It has been almost four years since it was introduced to the Premier League, but the debate rages on. Is it a good thing for football or is it a complete failure? We are going to debate that today and get into it. Roll the intro. Welcome back to the Lost in Possession podcast. First things first, do us a quick favour and hit that subscribe button. Takes two seconds and it is absolutely free. Today, as I said in the intro, VAR is the debate. We've had it a while in English football now. It's obviously taken over the world, slowly coming into different leagues. The question is, is it a good thing for football? Or does it just make things more complicated? Does it take away celebrations? Does it ruin the fan experience? We're going to get into that today. Reese, we'll come to you first. Let's talk positive. Why is VAR a good thing for football? Let, let, let's start on a positive note. Yeah, I think it's good because it's the idea of getting decisions that need to be right are right. You know, that chance to have a look back that referees have never had before. You know, the game moves so fast, they don't know. You know, it's easy to miss something. So it gives you that chance to pick it up. Um, I think building from that, I think it's clamping down on players perhaps forming quite dirty, you know, do you know when like back then, you know, you get an elbow and nobody sees the elbow. Now it's all picked up. Now you can be red carded for that. I think that's good. And I think it's clamping down on perhaps again, the dark side of football. I think, well, it's showing signs that it will, you know, I think teams probably can't get away with as much, probably cheating as much anymore as they can. Yes. They seem to have adopted that for time wasting, but I think that will evolve and address that issue another time. But yeah, I, I think it's good. I think it's got most decisions right. I think it's over. I think it's something like ninety-seven percent, something like that. Um, don't don't quote me on that. But I think it's something that's very, very effective, and I think it changes the game forward, regardless of how upset people might be. Jamie, let's let's talk good things. Yeah, I, well, really, I think like what Reese is saying. It's VAR is there to just implement the rules. Well, sort of, the refs can't see everything is pretty much what is the sort of basis of it. And they can't, you've got three people on a pitch. Not all three of them can get every decision right from their eyesight alone. And it was getting more and more sort of, there's more and more stuff being said. Refs are useless. Um, like I think we've all probably said that in the past and we will probably continue to do so. But it's something that should help them, should aid them because there's things to look back on and it's all and at the moment it's on the big decisions so red card penalties goals offsides well offsides leading to goals they're sort of it's not trying to take it completely away from the refs it's there to aid them it's not like an ai takeover as sort of people are fearing with things like chat gpt really so i think it can it's sort of the overall premise of it is is sort of the right thing for football because you're seeing it in cricket. You've seen it in cricket for years with like Hawkeye and the review system. It's just sort of things that still can be improved on it, but overall it should be helping the decision to be right. And if, if Reese's percentage that is probably plucked from thin air is right, <laughs> it's showing that it's, it is helping the game overall. Yeah, I think regardless of the exact numbers anyway, it's, it's fairly obvious that without a shadow of a doubt, introducing VAR will improve or increase the percentage of 
correct decisions. So I, I think we're looking at it statistically, it is 100% a game changer. I think it's slightly different, but obviously goal line technology is a bit more cut and dry. But that has been sort of a phenomenal success because it's just, it's, it's almost undisputable. And although VAR is, and we'll get into it later, but VAR is, it's harder to disagree with goal line technology. Like that is cut and dry. I guess the challenge with VAR is you're always going to have some degree of human decision. But if you're ultimately giving eyes on stuff that the referees have missed, and instead of one person, you know, on a field with 50,000 people potentially calling him a, you know what, you know, <laughs> he's naturally going to make mistakes. Um, so ultimately having, you know, three or four people in a, in a VAR booth supporting him definitely is good. I think in terms of like how it could evolve, well, let's let's talk about the negative first as well, because it's important that we can't just sit here and, you know, sound like FIFA and say it's all, it's all great, it's all brilliant. Why could it be a bad thing? And what are the downsides we've seen so far? I mean, I'll, I'll chuck one out there. The whole celebration situation. Like, how many times have we now seen with VAR, you know, fans celebrating or players reluctant to celebrate? Like, it's just, that's the side of the game that, that it poses a threat to, in my opinion. And I guess the question is, is it potentially ruining the fan experience? It it does do that though. That unfortunately, that is one of the sort of side effects of it. Because I remember if you looked at John Stones' goal against Arsenal this year, scored the header, was given offside initially, and then Vars created it to be to the right decision. Now, in the past, it would have been ruled out. So actually, it's a benefit there. But I've also seen it where I think we had a goal. I think I've seen. I think it's like Laporte scored against Spurs in like the ninety second minute. And then it was given, sort of, City fans have celebrated, scored, and then it's been disallowed for VAR after about four or five minutes of waiting. So it's kind of like it can take it away because there is still, every time you score, you've still got something in the back of your mind going, is VAR going to cancel this out? And it's it's happening for every single goal. And I've, I've, I've even had it with absolute clear-cut goals. Like, there could be nothing wrong, but you're just like, did something happen about three, four minutes ago that they're going to pull it back for? So that's where I feel like it, it, it can affect the sort of fan experience, even the celebrations from players. Sort of, you can sort of get momentum with scoring. And I've seen, I've seen it with, I think Liverpool have been a perfect example of momentum with scoring. You've seen one, like being 1-1, one, one, then the next minute you're 3-1 down kind of thing. And if you take, you can take that away by the sort of waiting for the VAR decision where the crowd calms down, the players calm down, and then that momentum goes. So I think it does impact the game. But if you're getting to the right decision, it's probably the better overall outcome. So I think that one of the problems is decision-making is still being wrong. And a prime example is the Arsenal-Brentford game where VAR, you could sort of say VAR's not the problem because it's the refs that have drawn the lines, for example. But when they've had to come out and apologise for you and still using VAR, that's a big problem, I think, in the game. You can't have them apologising after. Um, but it's more of, do the refs need to be 
sort of, I don't know, trained more in the system or does the system need to improve that doesn't allow them errors to come in? So I think it's sort of like, it's sort of like one one or the one and the other, sort of both of them have got to both improve to make sure this is getting higher to a 100% correction because it's not misinterpreting the rules, it's drawing a line wrong. And I think that's that's an issue in itself. Then I think probably the one thing that annoys probably most fans is it gets mentioned every single week. Every time you turn on BT, Sky Sports, listen to Talk Sport, other radio stations, other YouTube videos, they're talking about VAR, a VAR decision. And that's sort of something we we may have moaned about refs decisions before, but it was kind of like, it was, I think, smaller, smaller talking points than an overall VAR. I think VAR has increased that and then that's going to put more pressure on the refs and that's where decisions are going to be wrong. Yeah, yeah. I think I think building on all those points, I mean, in terms of the negative side of things, I'll start with what you said about the fan experience. I don't think it's made a huge, huge factor in that. I think, I think if you look before VAR, you know, say you score a goal and then it's ruled offside, you know, that does dampen the experience where it's, yay, oh, you know, it's similar doing that. I think I think it does heighten the tension a little bit, like a build up to a penalty. Do you know when you're waiting for the penalty to be taken? There's that suspense waiting for the goal. So I don't think that's too bad. And at the end of the day, if you if you're trying to make sure the fan experience is the best, it's not going to work. No no disrespect, but it's just not going to work because otherwise you're focusing too much on that and you're actually going to forget about the football. Um, so I think you have to make sure as long as it's right, it doesn't matter. Yes, you might not cheer as loud, but as long as your team win, who who really cares? Um, I think building on that incident we said about the Brentford side of things, um, yeah, I get that. I, I appreciate the apology from referees to come out of that sometimes. It's brave enough to do that. Um, I would like to see clubs actually apologise for some of the behaviour they show on the pitch, but they won't. And I think that's where the, the divide gets worse because then it's, oh, it'll always be a ref that's accountable. But as far as I'm concerned with that Brentford decision, at the end of the day, Arsenal had 90 minutes to get the ball in the back of the net again and they bottled it and conceded a goal. So as far as I'm concerned, you know, they can stop moaning about that. They need to focus on how they performed on that day and that wasn't good enough. Um, I think from my perspective, I think I think what it takes out, and this is quite a strange, harsh way of saying it, is it takes out that element of luck in a game. I think how many times throughout the years before VAR, you know, go back, watch your Premier League years. How many times do you get that team that stays up because they get that goal they probably shouldn't have got? Mm-hmm. I think West Ham in 06, 07 did it where there was a goal that went over the line or something like that and, and it didn't count for Blackburn against West Ham. West Ham took that point and eventually went up to stay in the league that year. I know that's goal line technology, but you see what I mean. You know, you might get that deflected goal or that offside goal you shouldn't have got that maybe that handball that probably shouldn't have gone in yes it shouldn't count but I think sometimes those lower those smaller teams or the teams struggling that's what you need to get you out of that mess you know so you can't rely on quality all the time so I think what it might do is widen that gap a little bit more it's going to make teams more tactical much more improved because they know they have to rely on their quality to win but I think it might spread out that divide a little bit more between teams that are might have the resources to improve their squads as much you know they don't need to rely on luck they have quality but I, I think that's the only dampened side of it that magic of you know that one moment 
that kept you in the division, that one moment that won you the league. There's always moments like that. And I think I think that's probably the only factor I think I have that might take it away. But I don't think it's been a major issue so far. It's a good point. You'd probably, you'd probably have the counter argument though, don't you, of if you're the team that goes down because of it, because of an unfair decision, exactly. something going wrong. So there, I think it does take it it yeah. makes the game a bit more fairer, if that makes sense. Yeah. You don't should get luck to stay up, but reality yeah. is you do, don't you? You know, you oh, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you do, but it should be in different. It should yeah. be in different ways. Sort of yeah. like the ball gets a lucky deflection and yeah. goes in. It's different. Yeah, the team that goes down because they've had enough to do it, but the technology has allowed them. Do you know what I mean? It it, yeah. it is harsh, but yeah, I give you mean the complete counter argument. But in, yeah, you're right though. At the end of the day. In theory, it just makes over a hundred games. The team who is better will now win more times out of a hundred, which is probably more fair and, and probably correct. Um, I think as well to your point, Reese. You know, big decisions. I, I can remember for for Chelsea, two of the worst, probably the most controversial in Champions League. You know, the ghost goal back in the day. I know that's goal line technology, not VAR, but like the stakes of some games to get wrong, such a basic error. I mean, look, we're not the only club who's obviously had bad decisions, but that that's quite a memorable one in such a high-profile game. And and obviously, I still stand by this from from my side. But the worst refereeing performance in the history of football against that, you know, that Barcelona game. I know what you're you talking know, about. You got Drogba, Drogba going. Yeah. It's a disgrace or something like yeah. that. Wasn't so yeah. much so that the, the referee quit after that match. Um, pretty much says how bad that was, but. You know, games like that where it's, it's you know, I'm not just saying Champions League, but like, you know, the league and, and you've got to have, you've got to have these correct decisions being made right. Because the, the, it's not just the, the well, I guess it is the club at stake, but like the finances involved in some of these games, you know, like a playoff final, like a hundred million pound match or, you know, a Champions League semi-final. Like it's such, there's such big financial implications as well. That to get right, yeah, but the football's created that mess itself, hasn't it? You know, this whole big financial stake side of things that they, they've created that mess themselves, the Premier League especially. I, I, I get your point. I think, I think we're still in the early stages, aren't we? It can't be perfect. Everyone's expected to work straight away, and it can't because next year they'll go right. This didn't work. Let's improve this. It will get better, and then well, the problem is, is that. Referees are trying to follow the rule to the book. They follow the rule to the book. Then they're getting moaned at for not giving leniency. As soon as they give leniency, they're moaning for not following the rule to the book. Yeah. So, like, just there should just be a split down the middle. Look, no leniency. This is the rules, whether you like it or not, as far as I'm concerned. If it's a handball, it's a handball. Yes, we might find it frustrating, but it is. Otherwise, we're just going to... If that's where the element of judgment comes in, and we're going to go, yeah, but, you know, you didn't give it for him. You know, it's what human beings do. It's... It's for us, that's the thing that just they just need to sort. Just stick stick to one role and you know where that's the problem like. is. They I they think that's... they tried to do it, didn't they? They tried to do that with a handball and it actually didn't work. Yeah. yeah. So now we're yeah, but this thing now we're moaning that they're you know, when it's a handball, we're going, Oh, give the leniency and now they're moaning again. Yeah, it just yeah. goes where they can't win, can they? You know, <laughs> if you want to where where do you draw the line on the leniency? Oh well, his kneecaps offside. He's still offside. You know, yeah. amount of managers who would still say that was still offside, but when it's done against them, it's, well, you know, I think we need a bit of leniency here. It's ridiculous. It's just accept that if it's a handball, it's a handball. Stop your, stop your player 
running around with his hands out then. Just stop it. Yeah, the manager hypocrisy is probably one of the most hilarious. It's not even just manager, is it? It's fans. Yeah. Yeah, everyone yeah. does it. Everyone does it. Look at, look at every social media going. Thinks he can see it. Yeah, that's fine. You might be able to see it. You are sitting higher up, mate. I get it. But someone else sees something the other side of the pitch. It just goes to show how a lot of it is opinionated, isn't it? You know, so how... that, that, that's it. Can can VAR actually ever win because Ooh. everyone's so opinionated? And that, no, absolutely that's what not. It comes down to. But then is it sort of if we're trying to bring in something that's meant to is it is it just to help, just to bring up the percentages of some better decisions? It has improved the game though, it has improved. Because there are like obvious ones that I, I think I remember when it first sort of came in, everyone was so excited about this decision. I think it was Arsenal United and offside was given. And if you looked, he was a good three, four yards onside. I, I think Arsenal went on and scored, or it might have been the other way around. I can't remember which way. They went on and scored and it counted. And I think everyone got so excited because that was exactly the moment they wanted. That's exactly everything yeah. you wanted from it. A bad decision by the linesman, easily corrected, and no one could argue. That's it. But then when you get into these little details of handballs, like even with VAR in it, I still feel like when we played Tottenham, there was a handball that Lorente scored. I still will say it's handball. Spurs fans will still say it's not. It And then on the day, it was given as, as a goal it's still going to be that opinion of fans. So this is where I think VAR and ref, refs can't actually win, even though even though sort of like there's sort of rules to be followed. But I also think the rules are a lot of the problems that VAR have, because I think a lot of the fans don't know the exact rules because they change every year as well. So like you said with the handball, where they gave every handball that led to a goal was disallowed. Even if it was completely accidental, even if it was sort of like hands by the side, it tapped someone's hand and then there's a goal like 10 seconds later, it would be disallowed. But now it's a bit more that would be allowed, for example. it's. I think there's sort of got to be education to the fans, which I think would then stop it's not it's not going to end sort of at people's opinions because opinions and people moaning is actually a part of football as a fan experience it just is you wouldn't have pundits if otherwise you so things like that have got to stay but i think in certain rules for i think a handball rule is something that needs to be more explained to the fans before the season to stop the sort of, I guess, abuse and the topic of VAR being wrong, even though they're doing it to the rules of the rule book. I think that's a good point, actually, the fan education side. Um, not that anyone's going to listen anyway, to be honest. They could put it out everywhere. They, I have it. seen they have, they have tried it a bit in the past, but I don't think they pushed it enough. Yeah. And that's the issue, because I think... You've got people people who won't who won't watch it won't watch it. There's gonna be that. But if you keep pushing it a bit more, then then I think it's gonna help out the rest. Yeah, it'd be interesting, I suppose in the element of time, but and if they're allowed to do it, like if they put on the screen, you know, when they say check in handball, but if they say why it's not been given or given, say, you know, rule one, stat yeah. XYZ, you know, I know in the NFL they have the ref on the 
speaking. Mm. Rugby, they have it as well, don't they? Yeah, and he yeah. tells you what's yeah. going on. I don't think we need that. I think I think it's a good idea, yeah, just to maybe have it up and say, look, this was the rule that's been considered or, or is being applied. I, I'm not sure. Maybe you haven't got time to sit and have no, time. I, I, I think I would help. I think, I think the rugby NFL sort of rule, just going handball by number 10 on for the home team, like if you are doing it, like the, I think I've heard the NFL ones, they say like number 67 on the home team infringement sort of thing. But if you say handball above shoulder height, handball done, kind of, you don't have to go into too much detail. Yeah. I don't want just sort of like, just go handball above shoulder height, un, unnatural position penalty done. You've heard his decision. You've heard why, because there has been times where I think you've, Look, you've seen the decision been given, and you're still thinking, "Why has that been given?" So I think that could help, and then yeah. that would, I think, because VAR, you've got, you've even got time with VAR though to make up, well, not make up, but tell sort of like they could, people at VAR can be like, "Your decision's going to be this because of this number player, this team for this decision." So you've got the communication to tell you what rule you're going to say, and then that will help, I think. And no, even, no, yeah, go on. No, go on. I was going to say, with decisions that they're not given as well, they can say, not handball, not in an unnatural position, no penalty, done, move on. Yeah, I think I think doing that would also give that more authority to the ref. Yeah, I think I think I think it's very hostile for us because they're confident, but they're being constantly surrounded, they're being constantly berated. Well, I think doing that would probably give them that sense of authority back. I think, you know, you look at the days of, uh, what's his name? Is it Chilino? Chilino uh, or something like that. You know, I used to see him, he'd, he'd see a decision, handball, yellow card, penalty. No one would question it. And I think maybe having that authority would be a good idea. It'd be a bit if, awkward because if they get it wrong, then does it undermine them? I don't know. Because the VAR might be like, well, you know, you're wrong here. But I think... No, 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 but I should think that should only be happening once the VAR decision happens. Yeah. So if they've okay. gone and checked it, yeah. then do it. Don't do, don't be like foul, <laughs> he's kicked him kind of thing. Yeah, don't need to worry about that. And it's not it's not in the penalty area kind of thing. We don't need it in that. Just the big decisions that VAR are involved with. I think that help would help. Yeah. Because that's yeah, the decisions that are reviewed and they're under more scrutiny for reviewed ones than non reviewed, because you can go look the ref couldn't see that because he had three bodies in the way and it was just a free kick yeah. in a non, non-dangerous area. Where if it's a penalty, it gets reviewed, you've got multiple screens, multiple angles, you should be getting that decision right. Yeah, no, I think I think that's a good idea of doing it. I think, yeah, you're right. You know, you could say, look, as you can see from the ref's angle, he can't see that. You know, because they are just human beings. Like, unfortunately, we, we don't treat them like human beings. So <laughs> we don't, do we? We don't. I think we've, we've, all all, we've all been raised. We've all yeah. seen yeah. it. The fans, the fans are never going to be happy, whatever they do. They always think every fan thinks their club is victimised, you know, that referees yeah. are out to get them. I personally would argue if a ref's out to get you, it's because there's a problem with you. You know, it's probably because you are quite annoying. So you might, Yeah, you might get it on a day where you've pissed off the ref so much. He's yeah. gone, you know what? That's a 50-50 decision. I'm not giving it you. That think, might happen, but I don't think there's any. Uh, yeah, I mean, pre-game yeah. intention. No, I mean they're they're topics for another day, aren't they? How to clamp down on 
on discipline and you know yeah. maybe a bit. I think overall it's improved the game. We can't we can't argue it's not. You know, there's been amount of decisions that have been made correct. You know, no matter how harsh people want them to be, you know, they've ruled the game and they've made sure that in a way the better team wins. You know, there's no you know if it is what it is. Yes, you might get that goal ruled out when it shouldn't have done, but there all there's always going to be an excuse. There's always going to be a factor. You know, it's it's just a vicious cycle that they, they could bring in perfection. And they'll moan it's too perfect. They'll moan, oh, but our players are just human. We make mistakes. And it's like, this is what you wanted. You know, the whole foul thing, you know, players come in, cheat all the time. And as soon as it's done to them, can't, can't believe he's doing this. It's a disgrace. You do it as well. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's, it's that whole argument. So no matter what you're going to do, it could be perfect. And they're not going to be happy. And in terms of solutions to, to obviously, you know, the things we've discussed, I think one for the offsides, the, the whole line drawing scenario, I think that's been pretty pretty heavily exposed in the last, you know, couple of years. Like, you, you need to be able to draw a straight line on a pitch, otherwise, you know, everything you're looking at is just irrelevant. Um, what I think the solution to that would be is, is the, I think it's called semi-automated offside, which we've seen in... World Cup, wasn't it? World Cup, 100%. Can't recall if we saw it in partial Champions, Champions League. League. Did as well, um, yeah. To be honest, I, I, I was pretty impressed with that, and I think what that does is mm-hmm. I think it's partially used using AI, but it, it does the lines automatically. I, I don't know exact the exact technology behind it, but well, the Premier League have dismissed taking that on. Completely. That's already been well for now, at least. At least it was discussed and they've said no. Um, I'll be honest, I don't know too much about it, um, but there has to be some drawbacks as because otherwise, from what I've seen in the World Cup, in the Champions League, there's been no... I don't remember any controversy about offsides in either of them tournaments. I know it's a smaller tournament. You get as mo- much more games in the Premier League, so they probably would show it. But if there's some, if there's nothing wrong with it, and it's it looks looks like a better system than the line drawing that the refs are doing, why are we not using it? That's the only thing, and it can't be down to money because the Premier League have got a ton of it. Like if you just go to every Premier League team, we need one million from you all to implement this, and if it's costing more than that, and it's not fully right, then I don't just wasting money, but it's. I don't think clubs will contribute to that, though. You know how clubs can be. I think. I think they. I'm. I'm I think they would. No, be a universal application, doesn't they? I, I. I do get frustrated at times when it's the whole. Well, our rules are slightly different, or you know, we've changed this different. I think. Look, just all have the same. All have the same, and then that way, then it's going to. Yeah, stop. FIFA should make the rules, and they are the rules of football. Really, that's how I see it. Forget what you think of FIFA, but that's the whole point of them. They're the governing body of the world football. They set the rules on how the game is played for 11 aside, for 7 aside, 5 aside, blah, 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 whatever. That's how it's played professionally. Yeah, if you want a knockout tournament, like your own knockout tournament. Yeah, if you want a fr- friendly sort of game, it doesn't matter, does it? But your your leagues and your European competition should all follow the same rules. Yeah, and therefore there should be funding along that ecosystem to accommodate that, but I, I'm not sure if, if that would be possible. And then 
other decision, um, we touched on it briefly with refs and the decisions. So my one of my solutions, is, as we kind of said, is when they go to the VAR booth and they're talking in their little headset or they're going to the screen, can we just get, can we just hear that? Obviously, well, fans the in the stadium are still none the wiser. But... Commentators do. Because I remember I've heard Ga- uh, Jamie Carragher and Gary Neville both have both have known the decision before it, the referee's given it because they can hear the conversation and they've they've admitted they've heard, they've said we can hear the conversation. Okay. So that is possible to do, but for how long it could take, I don't think you want to hear a two three minute conversation between refs in the VAR room and the ref on the pitch. You just want to find the final decision. If yeah, the decision is going to be 10 seconds, then fine. But if yeah. it's going to take no, numerous replays, it's a bit... Yeah, I, I, I don't want to hear that conversation. It's up to the commentators yeah. to relay the information back. Yeah, you don't want to hear them talking. And I think when you're in the stadium, you are you know, you can see what's going on because the screen's telling you what they're checking. I think, I think that's fine as the way it is. Otherwise, the ref will have to relay it to everybody, you know, and if there's people that can't hear him, they'll have to bring a, a tannoy system in. If they can't, you know, if the person yeah. in the back doesn't understand what he's saying, you, you know, bring translators in. It's just going to be too insane. So just commentators relay it back. That's told to everyone else. Okay, we know what's going on. Yeah, but if but if you're saying already they've, they've heard those conversations, I don't think they're doing it well enough at the minute. Because I've seen it in rugby. The, the rugby one's a perfect example. Obviously, they don't tend to take two or three minutes. You know, it's quicker. No. But it, it, you get so much, and we've seen it, you know, the difference in rugby. Um, the respect for the referee, obviously, I know they're mic'd up the whole time, so that's a bit different. But the respect for the referees in rugby is is the complete and utter other end of the spectrum. That's a culture we've created. And also, yeah. in rugby, I think, if they argue with the ref, they go have to go further back or something. So, certain, like, yeah. you know. But I, there's, I also a sin bin in, there's also a sin bin in rugby. And that can be sort of dissent and things like that, which obviously you're off for 10 minutes kind of thing. I don't think we want to bring football into that. I don't think we want, we don't want, ideally we don't want, we want 11 versus 11 all the time. Yeah, as far as I'm concerned, yellows and reds are fine. If you just chuck people in a sim bin, it's not going to solve anything, is it? Because they'll tactically use that sim bin. You know, let's go get our best player five minutes rest. Yeah, could do. It's but then you're down to you're down to ten minutes, aren't you? But yeah, it's it's something that I don't want to see. But it's something that if we're going to talk about refs and respect for the refs and the surrounding and stuff, it's definitely something you have to consider because rugby's rugby's in a better position in that aspect than than football. But I feel feel like with the whole decisions, we own. I think we only need to hear the final decision. And the commentators, commentators can hear it and relay what they think is relevant. So they don't need to hear the whole conversation. Yeah, no, no, I think that's fair. Well, look, let, let's, I guess, let's conclude each with the ultimate decision. Do we want to see, you know, VAR's continued use, or would we rather go back to the old school ways, you know, with less less screens? I guess. Um, Reese, we'll start with you. Yes or no to VAR moving forward? Yes, keep it, but it'll never be perfect. Jamie? Um, yeah, keep it, but it's just got to... I think we've just got to keep improving. 
sort of like don't stand still with it don't just think oh it's fine as it is gotta keep improving it it's not going to be perfect perfection but you can keep improving it get refs more and more um sort of like knowledge on it and that, i think that will improve the overall experience of var yeah i agree so we're all on the same page for once which is good so Similar to your point, Jamie, I, I think we have to keep it, but you have to continually improve it because it isn't, Reese, as you said, it's not perfect, but it can get closer to perfect. And it's just a maths game. You've got to get it up to, you know, the, the 97, as we said, it might not be right, but 97 to 99. There'll always be the debate, though. That's the bottom line. This is why we have a podcast as well. There'll always be Yeah, we, we wouldn't have a podcast if there's no debate, exactly. would we? Yeah, <laughs> pundits would be out of a job, podcasters would. But, uh, but yeah. That wraps us up for this episode. As always, it's a contentious debate. Let us know your thoughts in the comments. Like, comment and subscribe. You know the drill.